0: Hey, welcome to Dip and Gel, baby. A casual conversation with professional artists. I'm your host, Sid Williams. Orange Lee is a painter originally from Taiwan whose work is a mix of Eastern and Western elements. Her paintings evoke a feeling of magic and interconnectivity. Her relationship to the subconscious is evident on the canvas. Often called the Dr. Seuss for the soul, Johnny Grinder's paintings are surreal and fantastical and explore the tunnels of the mind unlocked. Johnny decided that he didn't want to study culture, he wanted to be culture. Their journey to each other and to the professional art world feels predestined. They currently work out of Mana Contemporary in Jersey City. So we'll just start from the very beginning. Orange, take us back to um, where you began where you grew up and when you realized that you were an artist and how your practice kind of started to form. And then Johnny, we'll get into you.
1: My name is Orange Lee and I'm from Taiwan. Um, I can remember is that since when I was little, I always love to draw and I love colors. And I think it's like, I can remember is that because my grandpa, he loved collecting some. Um, how to say like Chinese traditional painting, like ink painting. And then we have this big painting hanging in our living room, that was a calligraphy, like dragon. Oh, cool. Yeah, that was actually the dragon, but have a different form of the dragon. How to say? Like explain that. Oh, yeah, it was it's like, like
2: the the history of the the, the changing words. Changing words. Yes. The ancient writings to the newer writing.
1: I guess like that really influenced me the way that was like my roots you know I also when I was little so I was kind of like uh how to say that like living in my head almost like <laughs> entertain you a know long time <laughs> yeah and then so yeah so I remember very clearly that my grandpa and grandma signed me up in uh, this art class when uh, since when I was, like, elementary school. And then uh, one day I finished this painting. I'm so proud. Like, I painted this girl standing there, and the background is um, Snowing Day. And then I feel like I'm so proud. I need to show mm-hmm. my parents. And then I went back home, and I told my grandma. I said, look at this. I finished this. And my the teacher said I have a talent, and I wanted to... Um, to go to art school, I want to be an artist. And my grandma said to me, said, do not ever think you're Picasso. Oh, harsh. People like them, they born as an artist, and you are not. Huh. And then, mm. so that was the day that i started to hit, hit this dream deep inside my heart.
2: Oh. And then, <laughs> Sometimes the painful things yeah. are the ones that You realize they push you forward later.
0: I mean, most painful things, like art, is just transcending energy as well. So it is a lot of coming, just whatever conditioning to find this freedom. So even the pain kind of comes out in beauty most of the time.
1: Even become the most beautiful thing in life because Mm -hmm. since that day, literally, like I never shared this dream with anybody after that until. Um, when I was twenty-three or twenty, I mean before that, I was finished my BA in Suzhou University, like what oh, was your degree in a business?
0: Yeah, okay. And then,
1: but then I graduate, and then I open my own uh, business, like um, designing jewelry. And mm-hmm. then I, I feel like that at that time, I still hid hiding my dream. Yeah, until one day, I was I think twenty-three or twenty-four, and I the first time I went to Florence, Italy. And I went to the Uffizi Museum. So the painting, I think it's a Michelangelo, painted yeah. the... Uh,
2: Doni Tondo.
1: Yeah, Doni Tondo. and Or you can say the Doni Madonna. Mm-hmm. And then I was standing there. It was something magical happened, the connection from that moment. And then I actually have tears in my eyes. Overflowing all. The f- yeah, I was like, I feel the fire still there. So I went back to Taiwan through that trip. And I decided I wanted to study art in several different places and then until i met johnny i think the first time i went to his studio and i saw the paintings he made i'm serious like hundreds of sketchbook and then paintings and then i asked him where do you show your art he said no i just paint for myself hmm. i said it to him you should quit your job just focus oh, on the art yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> and i said it's time to show your work to the world. And I realized they say that to him, but I actually said that to myself.
0: This was all in Taiwan, right? Yeah, that time was in Taiwan. And Johnny, what were you doing in Taiwan?
2: Uh, I was, I'd been living there about 13 years. And I've been, I was teaching art and animation. Okay. And uh, it was just, it was a great journey. It was just there I could live and Basically, I could go to a cafe, my Chinese is very bad, and so I could sit in a cafe and sketch, and people would be talking all around me, but it wouldn't affect me because I couldn't understand. So it could be like just a uh, you know, white noise in the background. Yeah. Hmm. And so it made me so comfortable because I didn't have the, the noise distractions of being, you know, if I'm sitting around and everybody's speaking English, I might get caught in somebody's conversation, but if they're all speaking Chinese, I can just get into my own little world and move mm-hmm. into it.
3: That's wow, that's really cool. So, so you liked it that you couldn't understand oh, what everyone
2: was saying. <laughs> I loved that I couldn't understand. It's like the comfort
0: of being around people and having community, but yeah. not necessarily being distracted exactly. by right. it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That to me
2: was so satisfying.
3: How and how long were you in Taiwan for? Thirteen years total. Thirteen years. years, to oh,
0: 13 years. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. Did I miss that? Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then you, um, so. How did Orange end up in your studio for the very first time?
2: Well, oh, was... first I met her at a figure drawing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was just, you know.
3: What is, what is a figure drawing?
0: It's when you draw live models. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And so there's this, there's a nude model there. There's about 20 people sitting around. And uh, then Orange walked in late. And <laughs> I saw her and I was looking at the model and looking at her. And I was like, ah, I think I'm going to draw Orange instead. And I started sketching her. <laughs> wow. I'm sure the model was not feeling good, but uh, I just felt like I really wanted to focus on her. And I started drawing her, and then she came over to scold me for staring at her. I was like, no, no, I'm just drawing you, you know? And then she, <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, she came over to my studio, and uh, a week later, she moved in.
1: Yeah. No way! Orange!
2: Three months after
1: crazy? that, we, <laughs> yes. I'm three serious. months
2: after that, we opened a gallery together.
1: Yeah, it was the actually even the first time I moved out of my home yeah. when I was twenty-five at that time. And my mom's mm-hmm. like, "Where are you going?" Like da, da, da. I was like, "Oh, I have uh, things I need to I do have to work, I have work, to work and meeting stuff." And then, but actually, I'm moving with Johnny. Like a week <laughs> yeah. later, like seriously. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. And then just felt so right. It yeah. just I'm yes, sure. it felt just right. The turning point is I got very sick. And then I asked myself in the hospital that Yeah. Well, you said,
2: I remember you said Mm. to yourself, if I only have two years left to live, what would I want to do?
1: Why I said that two years, because I feel like I still have this time is a limit. You feel urge to do something, but, um, but also have Mm -hmm. enough time in two years, you can achieve something. So I kind of give this two years theory to myself that what if I only have two years to live? What really, I really wanted to do. So I said, I want to do art. So then from that moment, I saw everything. Yeah. Like my but store. She had
2: three stores or four stores. Four stores.
1: Actually, I'm doing really good. I remember you telling me you were very successful with your jewelry. Yeah, because my friend, they just they can't understand. They couldn't. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just like oh, my God, business, what are you doing? That's uh... like, you know, and then I just feel this is something I have to do. And then so I sold them. And then I came to United States. Orange, do you think you got sick from not following your heart? Whoa, that was a good question. That I think probably. Possibly. Possibly. Yes, I think. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's a good question. Yes, I think yes.
0: (laughs) No, I just like it, it seems like when you got sick, it was really that turning point of. The only way maybe to get better is to really follow my heart. Oh,
1: I like what you say. Yes, I think that is true because I think my body was asking for help. You know, this is very interesting because we, mm-hmm. I mean, Johnny and I just talked about this, I think, yesterday. You know, I had this some kind of, you know, insight come up that was like, wow, it's it's kind of like we're chasing things like the success all the things like the standard for the society, but we forgot to taking care ourselves. It's like we have to heal yours, heal yeah. ourselves to able to heal the world. It's like we I, okay. This is it. sorry. Oh hundred well,
0: percent. You have to no. I uh, absolutely know what you you're saying. You have to look inward in yes. order to reflect outward because yes. there's no there is no way of like cultivating love or unity or. Um, all of the things that like I think being a positive member of society whatever that means kind of is unless you are that towards yourself
1: yeah yeah it is true so true
0: <laughs> so it, it get, and I think being an artist is like that raw experience of kind of peeling back the layers and being exactly who you choose to be. It's like putting on your big girl pants and saying, okay, now I'm gonna take the steps that I want to Exactly. Make. And I think that's the power of being an artist. And yeah. I think now more than ever, this art world has been muddied by industry and the temptations of industry and the temptations of society and success that like, sometimes we just need to step back and remind ourselves why did we put these big girl pants on to begin with? Why have we Ooh. chosen our journey, not the journey of like what's happening or us?
1: It's true. That's
2: nice. Yeah.
3: So from from the the day that you did the live drawing and you met there, um, how long has it been from that point to this point? How long have you guys been together for?
2: Seven. No. Now it's now it's approaching eight years. Yeah.
3: Okay. Cool.
2: Yeah, a lot, a lot of changes have happened in eight years, too. Ooh. We've gone on a I mean, wild it's journey. it's just
1: wild and magical.
2: Uh, Are well, you guys married? We, we had some rough times and... Uh, yes.
1: Yes. <laughs>
2: she, she wants me to ask her again.
1: <laughs> yeah. I said, you have to ask me again. <laughs> Congratulations,
2: you two.
3: Why, was the, was the first time... It, thank
1: you. Thank was you. the
3: first time not uh, up to your standards?
2: No, the no, first no. time we were, it's I funny. asked her to marry me uh, when we were on a hilltop in Florence. Very romantic. And it yeah. was just the most perfect day in the world. And I'm not, we've, I've never really organized uh, picnics before, Yeah. but for some reason we got all this stuff at this grocery <laughs> store and some wine and brought it up on this hill overlooking Florence. Mm-hmm. And I felt there would never been a more perfect day to ask her. So I made, and I wasn't prepared because I didn't <laughs> know I was going to ask her, and I found these little flowers on the grass and made a, made a ring of flowers and, uh, and asked her to marry me. And for some reason she said yes. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. yeah. And uh, when was
0: this? When did this happen?
2: That was
1: like oh, wow. f- five was years that? ago or
2: something. Or? Maybe five years yeah, ago.
1: Yeah, Six years ago. Yeah. I think five. We've been,
2: and then... You know, it's, it hasn't been all been up and down. We yeah. had some difficult times and we even split up for a year. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I think that's... Bless you. Bless Thank you. <laughs> I mean, that's... I guess that's because we have some difficult times, especially when we came to New York. It was so, so rough. That's yeah. why we split...
2: Financial struggle. Yeah. just wow. crushed us.
1: Yeah, so that. we split up for a year and then... Yeah, so have this sunk... You know, then things pull us back together again. Mm-hmm. Can
3: we talk a little bit about the uh the blue beast mm-hmm. or what i call the blue beast uh experience yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah. I, I was wondering johnny like when you when you when orange first told you about oh. her experience like i was wondering what your reaction was to sure that.
0: we should also back it up and just explain what this blue beast situation yeah, is yeah. before um whoever wants to explain it either johnny or orange just kind of give us the the scene she okay.
2: uh what was happening this night was was very bizarre because uh I was in I was in Mana and I was painting and it was like three in the morning. I was feeling like I was having the biggest meltdown of my life. And I was angry and upset and I started painting this painting. It's like five feet by eight feet and I painted uh it's like this this blue beast. It was like uh the and it, later as I'm painting it uh, she's having her own meltdown of sorts, but her meltdown was even more intense than anything I've ever heard. You know, she was felt like she was losing her mind. Yeah, that's what it sounded like.
1: Well, that time I actually preparing my first solo show in uh, Brooklyn, and I was doing this series called like Diary of a Chat Girl. So basically, oh, that's right. Um, I experienced about half the year, six months online. More like um, I'm just painting it's like online. An online, talk online talk show. show. Actually, and that was re- very popular in Asia, and then people were tipping me. But that was not really what I want. But that also, but that helped me in financially. But then, that kind of made me, I guess, in the same way that was not aligned with my heart, what mm. I really want to do. So that I have one day, I was just too sad, like so sad, and I was just kind of started to sing different things, and then. In the same moment that Johnny paint the painting what I saw.
2: Now, I hadn't been yeah. talking to her in yeah. maybe a month or so. And then, for some reason, at 3 in the morning, because I'm feeling this intensity, I don't even know why, I send her a message and yeah. say, uh, I've found... Because uh, the painting evolved through the night. Mm-hmm. At first, it was filled with this this anger and this... this uh, hostility or whatever and then all of a sudden it started transforming yeah. and it started becoming peaceful and there, I painted this doorway in the chest of the beast and I painted both of us in it
1: well the thing is though I do want to say is when he been through the anger right as I actually been through very very dark place like I don't know how to even describe like um just the darkest and of is dark. this is this when you and were on then, the rooftop yeah yeah yes and then, and then later, when I went through the darkest dark, I felt like I fell into the black hole or something, like literally falling. And then something, when I finally just given up to trying to fight this energy, then have this light shine through my heart, like the, the place that he painted the doorway.
2: Mm-hmm. Like so the, Probably later in her night, later in my night, we, we both came to some kind of peace Yes. without being around each other yeah and uh some, so we were like so yeah. in tune like i'm going through chaos the same time she is yeah and that was very very strange because we later we found this is you know sort of like a what was that thing called uh something quantum, quantum entanglement quantum entanglement <laughs> you know something Thanks. you know we maybe shared so much energy
1: yeah because it was just too bizarre because i mean i even Tell, told Johnny before this thing happened. I, I don't think I ever really, um, kind of going the direction like, um, how to say that? Like because, my, can I say share that? Like yeah, I not share it. Father, like, yeah. Sure, yeah so, um, so because my father, uh, so, um, when I was little, he tried to sell me, and that's kind of like a really big shadow, in my life. Wow. And then later, the things I never really shared before is that actually later he became a monk. Wow. Interesting. So the interesting thing is actually before this thing happened, I have this um, uncomfortable or almost you can say a little bit anger, I would say, like toward to the spiritual spiritual stuff. And then so I never even like to talk about things like that. Until this thing happened, it was kind of out of my logic. You know what I mean? Like, kind of like this is, doesn't make any sense. It's like this is too weird. Like, like nobody will even believe me because I actually tried. I tried to talk to uh, people that at that time was, you know, next to me. Uh, not next to me. I have to say, it, like close to, me. close to me, and they thought they actually thought I went crazy and. Oh, that was after on that night
2: after that, that night,
1: night. After that night, and they they thought it, she
2: was losing her mind. And then maybe he, she should go to a like facility. Man, yeah. And like. Yeah. yeah, like actually,
1: it, a person actually want to send me to there. Wow. Yeah,
3: it really is an unbelievable story.
1: Yeah, very very. And then so later until I I realize I can't talk to anybody. Then. I, and then I thought about Johnny sending me the text and I said, Johnny, I have to my, talk to you.
2: <laughs> I, my text was strange because I said yeah. I I don't know why I said this. I said I'm what did I say?
1: Uh, I think yeah, we
2: we I'm something about um I'm here with you now. I'm the stranger in front of you. I'm the rich man. Yeah, actually he said I'm
1: the person like the the, something in front of me and then that was a time when I saw that beast. beast. And then so (laughs) that's why I thought I must be like I'm dead or something. That doesn't too 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 bizarre, too much. It was I even said that was too much. I was like, is (laughs) it some kind of joke or something? But then I realized that then later when I, you know, reconnect Oh, I'm sorry, say it. Finish the message, and then I said,
2: I am here for you now. I found a way to be at peace with myself and the world, and and I'm here with you now. I'll be with you forever, and when I said that, I didn't remember it at all, and then she's, like a week later, two weeks later, she showed me the text of it, and I was like, I said that? (laughs) <laughs> it, was, it was pretty bizarre
0: so but. so wild
3: it's really interesting that yeah you were like i i'm you know you're everything to me and i'm i'm literally i'm everything to you and it's just it really is crazy and as someone who's had i i had this one uh experience and it reminded me of when i saw your painting of the the i guess the blue beast I, a friend gifted me the magician tarot card after my freshman year of college, um, because he, he was always like, dude, you're a magician. I was like, okay. So I, I took it out of my backpack on the ride home and showed my dad. I was like, look what my friend gave me. And then I put it back in my backpack. And when we got out of the car, it was gone. And I, I've never been able to find it since. So it's like, it completely disappeared, Whoa. this card. I have no idea where it went. And the fact that it's the magician card Is even stranger. So it's like there, Mm -hmm. people go through these experiences that are unexplainable and unbelievable. Um, And the fact that you guys went through one, that you kind of both experienced at the same time, is just—it's crazy. It's craziness.
0: I have a—I have a similar story. I had this painting um, made for my, like my apps one of my best friends in high school. We were inseparable, um, really inseparable. Mm -hmm. And then she kind of fell into some mental illness and um, ended up using drugs and our path kind of diverged when we were around like 17, 18. So I went off to college and I made this painting and it was called Fly and it was this like eye with wings that came out of it. And it was just an effort to feel, um, to help her feel more free in her brain. And we were friends through it all, through like before the symptoms, after the symptoms, really like, a hardcore exploration of love and unconditional love. And I was kind of coping with, um, I had moved to Vermont and I just wanted to honor her. So I made this painting. And this was my freshman year of college. I brought the painting home. I lost it for like four years. And we had fallen out of touch in these four years. Maybe we had seen each other like once or twice and it was basically like, how you doing? And it would be like, oh, don't come around me. I'm not good for you. You know, all this jazz. I moved home from college and, like, unpacked my stuff, and I found this painting eventually, like, months after I moved home. And during that time, like, Hannah came back into my life, you know, in weird wow. ways. Like, it was just, like, physic- physical ways. I, like, first ran into her mom, and then she, like, reached out via text message. And it was lovely. Like, it was nice that I had this painting, and I had my friend back, and she was sober, and she was stable. Um, My other best friend, so, like, I had, Hannah was, like, my first really unconditional best friend um, of, like, someone you don't grow up with, someone you, like, choose, and then in college, like, I had made another, like, soul sister kind of situation, and this girl was moving out of Vermont, and our relationship was really centered around Vermont, and she was, you know, like, embarking on this new journey, so she goes, I would really love to have a piece of work of yours, um, and she remembered this like eye painting with the wings. She's like, is there any way like I can have that work? Like I love that work. And I said, you know what? Yeah, you you can um, definitely have this work because it is made for just like the sake of unconditional love and freedom. So I flew to Vermont with this painting. This is a, a pretty tragic story, but I got off the plane and I had it all with me for like, I was in Vermont for like three days. And I gave it to my, you know, my now, like, the girl I went to Nepal with, the girl I hiked the long trail with. You know, we really have been through, like, some serious stuff. So I gave her the painting. And when I got on the, right before I got on the plane, like, right as I gave Kate the painting, my friend Hannah had died. Wow. Oh. And it was just, like, a full transference of energy. And I was like, wow. Wow. It was it, it's like one of those, like, it's like how do you explain oh, these trip.
3: things to, to people who don't believe in any yeah. form of like energy transfer or whatever
0: level. it is? It's like, I don't know if that's a massive coincidence, but it was literally like the painting left my hands. And like a couple hours later, oh. my other friend from high school called me and was like, Hannah died. So it was it was like immediate. Oh. It was a wild, a wild ride.
3: It's, it's pretty crazy
0: it is pretty crazy physical
3: like physical things having impacts on
0: them. yeah but everything physical has an energetic body yeah. to it so it's like you know sometimes i think that energy kind of goes into each other i'm not really sure
3: i wish i knew more about like physics it does
2: <laughs> it does it's yeah I well it seems like one of the most interesting things because the you know just even somebody angry walking mm-hmm. into a room the energy of them can influence mm-hmm. everybody just in the like room that. yeah. And so we're seeing that, you know, even like with quantum entanglement, they're talking about, you know, the one thing will be vibrating and the other thing can be in another Same location no that's connected how and it will you, vibrate it, no matter how far they are yeah. from each other. So everything's well, connected.
1: Maybe it's like our eyes cannot see, but doesn't mean they don't exist. Mm. It's like they're there. It's like the connection, you know?
0: Yeah, totally. And maybe when you are vibrating with a frequency of somebody, then you, you change because of them. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But we'll get, we'll, we'll move on from this heady conversation. Sure, sure. (laughs) I I will go more into both of your practices as artists. Mm -hmm. You both share a studio and your work complements each other, but definitely isn't the same by any means. You both have like an underlining fantasy tone to both of your work.
3: Which I love, by the way. Yeah,
0: I love both of your Thank works, you. too. If you guys want to, you know, you guys can just chat about your work for a bit. Like, why do you make the work you make? And um, how is it sharing a space with somebody you are married to? And- oh. Yeah. And, I, and I, <laughs> I'm wondering,
3: your, mm-hmm. your work also seems to kind of, I don't know, maybe this is a, a bit general, but it reflects each other. And I was wondering if your work kind of was always, like... Similar even before you met. Oh. Wow. I think that,
1: that's well, a good question too. <laughs> it's
2: I mean we we influence each other a lot because we're yeah. around each other like 24 T- hours. I'm a, day a serious time And hours. most people mm-hmm. could would you know kill each other, <laughs> but for some reason we uh,
1: we're okay. We love it. <laughs> we love
2: it <laughs> because we both we both love to read <sighs> and we love it's half the battle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we spend a lot of, a lot of time, any time like I'm reading something, I will some, a lot of times read out loud to her. She'll read out loud to me if I'm painting or she's painting and, or we'll listen to audiobooks together. And uh, the thing that helps us is we're able to have these big conversations about yeah. everything. And then it influences us in different ways. But still, I have like my direction that I go towards, and she has her direction, but our directions just seem to complement each it's
1: other. It's true. It's true, because I think, um, well, Johnny really is the person that I I think is the first, like I said, the first person that I opened my heart finally and then to reconnect with this past. Because when we, we travel a lot together, you know, uh, since when we met like Nepal then then have yeah, like, we... you know, went to place. Cambodia, yeah.
2: painted a mural together in Cambodia Yeah, and then so and then,
1: like he's the person that also sees something in me and say you know kind of encourage me
2: well we, we used to start one of our first trips I think was Thailand and yeah. uh, we just basically we would, we would travel and spend the whole day sketching you know we'd go see new things but we'd just be sitting in the cafe sketching and yeah when I saw her doing this and how excited she was filling up her sketchbooks and this is what i've always loved to do because at the time i was doing uh travel art tours where i'd take students to other countries and we would just basically ah. be like a art boot camp and people were like it was kind of funny because when i was back in uh, at ucla studying animation and then one day they, everybody came up and they go hey what do you what do what are your goals after you know get your mfa and uh it's like, well, I just want to paint and travel, and they're going. That's not a job. And then, funny <laughs> thing, it it when I got to Asia, it actually turned into a job.
1: Yeah. And yeah. So
2: I got, was took students to Vietnam, to Cambodia, and to. Uh,
1: Even came to it, Portland once. Yeah, one of my students yeah. came
2: to Portland and.
1: Stay with us, and then paint with us. So, I mean, we really just wow. influence, yeah, influence the, uh, each other all the time. Because not just, I mean painting but really we, we read we read quite a lot too yeah that's and,
2: that's been our biggest yeah influence. and
1: then and then saying the example like even from the morning though <laughs> every day it's like when i work woke up i i mean i will even will learn some kind of insight from my dream oh and, yeah uh, even this morning too i mean i will just like woke up Just the first thing I open my eyes, I will say, hey, Johnny, I just (laughs) learned something.
2: (laughs) I know. And she will have these insights sometimes at 4 o'clock in the morning. And it's it's like not, it's just like, Johnny, I have to tell you something. I have
1: to tell you something. I have to wake you up. It's urgent. Yeah, well, Well, sometimes if a a short, Whoa! I mean, in a short one, maybe like, you know, 10 minutes or 30 minutes, but sometimes alongside two hours.
2: <laughs> she can remember the details of her dreams for a long, long time. And I've and, never heard anybody do that before. Because
1: he's like, how long are your dream exactly? Like, I can <laughs> literally like talk like two hours. I go, and then uh, what happened? The, the, well, the, what, was, yeah. what was
2: really bizarre is after she had that meltdown, yeah. the week after, uh, she couldn't take care of herself, basically. Yeah. And mean, uh, the, oh, we never really shared this. And then, I know, and then she uh she asked me to come over, and, I, you know, we'd been apart. You know, we have been apart. And uh, I came over and took care of her. And I had she, to take care of her, like, 24 hours serious? a Serious. You know, and... I couldn't
1: really communicate she, with the other people. Most people
2: would have would immediately just put her in a psych ward. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I think that the only yeah. thing you need is to be some time, to sort whatever happened out in your head, and to have someone love you and take care of you.
1: Yeah, and then so at that time, because Johnny... Um let
2: me tell about the dreams oh, so. oh yeah,
1: yeah, to tell the dreams. But
2: okay. so she started having these during this week, it was really bizarre because she was only sleeping about two two and a half hours a night. And I think know, I would also. I could I could you know, I c could, I couldn't. You know, and this happened for like a week. But the thing is and she was eating just like very, very little.
1: And I only can eat
2: Specific thing, yeah, go only, like, I and need only seaweed. vegetarian. I need, yeah, and, and that's it's yeah.
1: weird because I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm saying is like I'm not at that moment. It's not I'm trying to be a ve- vegetarian. Her it's like my body
2: just wouldn't let me. My her eat body
1: meat. don't let me because yeah. once I eat the meat, it will throw yeah. up, and then I only can eat certain thing Foods. at that time, and I have a clear mind, and then um, and then the weird thing is every morning I have a super strong kind of i don't know like uh, energy and then but then at that night every night though johnny have to carry
2: me back Which she
1: would have super power like
2: energy that i couldn't understand you know because she only slept a couple hours huh. and then she would have this energy and this clarity like super i've never clear. seen she could think about everything she wanted so clearly yeah and then she started having these well every night before she went to bed she she just collapsed yeah and she like couldn't even walk anymore
1: yeah, I and can't. And I had to
2: carry you over the bed. And, and then, this only and lasted, lasted was,
1: a week or so. Actually no, actually more than that. No, this went
2: almost a month. A Month, actually. probably wow. more. But and it then, got
1: well. And that time before I go to bed, not just clap, I'm started coughing like you know, like a, it's like the movie like somebody got. Gun, yeah. gunshot like or something shot, shot and uh, <laughs> <laughs> like Before feeling like coughing oh blood or something wow. like I'm, I'm doing that and then first day I thought I'm dying you know but then uh, because yeah. every day I kind of uh, just used to it I'm we even laugh each other okay bye yeah I'm, tomorrow, <laughs> I'm going to die <laughs> no because what
2: would happen is she would mm. she would have these dreams or she would die I'm night. dying a dream. And then she'd wake up and tell me about what happened. You're it, not
0: supposed to die in your dreams, Orange. Did you not get that memo?
2: That's what we always said. We said if you if you die in your dream, you really die.
1: And but then I actually literally, I can remember not just one dream. You know, like when we remember the dream is like the dream before you woke up. Mm-hmm. But I can dr- remember all the dream like you three or like four the together. You the thing. Yeah, and how I die in a dream, and she how said, I transform, in the transform time, I can remember how I change into the next dream. So that's why wow. during that time, remember I said I was preparing the show, so the show started to change because I started to paint my dream. You know, have this, um, so one day, because this dream thing will talk, just, it will, It'll never, it end. will never end, so just, <laughs> just at one. Because it happens every night. Yeah, every night, so this is too much. But have a one thing very special, um, so I woke mm-hmm. up, I, I remember so clearly, it's about, I, I dream about a pyramid, and then I felt like I'm understanding something very special about this pyramid thing. And then I woke up the same thing I woke woke Johnny up too. <laughs> and then yeah, I said, I Oh my god. To,
2: I went to go get the mail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No,
1: no. And then I, I I went, oh, went yeah. The so oh, okay. then I, I told Johnny, I said, Oh my God, I know now. It's like the pyramid, da da da. I just on and on and on. And talk. And then after I finished so so I went out. Actually I went out to the mailbox and I saw I remember I dreamed the pyramid that morning. And then I went to the mailbox. I got this invitation from Guggenheim Museum. And that the cover, the invitation of the car is... Had the pyramid Had the pyramid, pyramid in my dream.
2: It was oh. the pyramid. And oh my that
1: was the pyramid yeah. made by uh, the painter Hilma F. Klint. Oh. oh. And then, you know what? Yeah, 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 I was yes. just
3: thinking. I was like, oh, they probably know who Hilma F. Klint is and like...
1: Definitely,
0: you know, she did I, a lot. She sounds like her, a little bit of a parallel.
3: Her, her stuff is out there. It's yes, like, it, of course. It's like she probably went she through seances. a similar, yeah, a similar experience that you went. I was wondering if either of you meditate.
1: That things happen. I meditate almost every day.
3: After yes. that experience,
1: because it's I actually is have to though. Mm-hmm. It's not just oh I want to do it for something. It's I have not like a discipline time. thing. It's like a grounding thing. Yes, it's something. is need. First, you know?
2: when she first uh, had that meltdown or experience whatever it's not really a meltdown i felt it was like a melt up because uh (laughs) she had a really intense downward spiral but then out of it she she just opened up these other pathways that just it was like kind of like like washing away melt up washing away the you know you have to go burn off the stuff that's that's not helping you so that you can get to this place that's free and you're able to just find your path and i feel like a lot of it's been about this kind of a path of personal evolution because then when you're evolving as a person you're finding your own personal peace you know your own yeah. I don't mean like evolving just like you're, you're, you're growing, you're becoming better when you're and shedding when you're the layers
1: better. yes, yes because I do think it's, you know like like the Hilma thing it was pretty interesting because Guggenheim that show was the first actual show, of solo her show. Work, ever yeah. and then when I look at the date, is actually the date of my opening.
2: Her first solo my show. My
1: first solo <laughs> show. The oh you know God. the yeah. And then so well you can say maybe it seems like maybe that was a coincidence or something, but then something was linked and then so later finish my show i went to i went see her show the
2: next day right i think next day or two days
1: later later. and then um it was just beyond the words because i can feel so much is is kind some kind of connection beyond the words Mm -hmm. that show that show was just
0: absolutely incredible it was
3: it was i i couldn't believe i just remember reading from uh like when i was at the guggenheim and seeing her work i just remember Mm -hmm. reading that she chose not or I think she chose not to show any of her work because she knew that no it one was, was, yeah, no was going to be able to understand it so she she just like she knew that she was making stuff that just totally regular people yeah. couldn't comprehend what they were going to witness
0: I, sh- I saw that show with Dorothea and my mom and the two curators mm-hmm. from Mana so Issa mm-hmm. and Carlene and the group of we were just like middle of the day Guggenheim trip, and I will never, I will just never forget that show.
3: It was, I'm I'm like getting chills thinking about it. Yeah, I, I just remember so being freaking like, good. I just remember being like, I like this is a movie. It was
2: spectacular.
3: Yeah. Um, the the giant pyramid like rainbow bridge type thing.
2: Yeah, it was. All like, all of it. It's all wild. Of it. It's, wild.
1: <laughs> it's wild. Yes. Yeah.
3: I wonder if she was able. To just access that part of her brain that allowed for ideas to just flow. Much like it seems it seems like you guys are have are able to get especially you orange, it seems or it sounds like you you know, you're able to just let your brain. Yeah, Johnny, run.
0: you're just gonna get the mail. No, Johnny, <laughs> but Johnny, you too. I'm, it's just, like. I'm just joking, Johnny. No,
2: Oranges. Orange is connected to another world for sure. And, uh, but she's I, no, so I, are you. I though, think
3: you so are, are also. You. You're you're I'm able. Just <laughs> I I find it really cool and interesting that you know your whole book. Um, I forgot. I, um, forgive me. I forgot the title, but it's the whole premise is that you're drawing from your dreams. You're drawing images and and stories from your dreams, and I mean, for you to be able to remember those images and whatever's in that dream, and to be able to paint it on a canvas is like, that takes a a, a certain amount of ability to let your brain just run on
1: creativity. Yeah,
3: free. To run Freedom. free.
1: But I think um, it was it was very powerful and beautiful things that I feel like that's why it's so important that you know the, the artist from the past is also like for example Hilma that kind of through her work mm-hmm. had this connection with me in this generation Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like you know kind of it's no separation almost like it's all connected we build upon the from the past and then we also connect with the future
0: yeah and I think time is always everything is everything always so like um, the way we perceive time is a perception so there is some ease that no matter where in history it it occurred that it's still kind of occurring now, that energy is still flowing. So I think it's just, it's comforting to know that people live and lived like that, you know? And can have that ability to have this presence and this flow and this output of just like extreme experimentation with how the world works, how you fit in the world, and how there is no separation between you and the world. Yes. You know that if you want to be as be as if you want to be as big as the universe you can just let yourself be a part of the universe yeah
3: but it takes practice but it takes (laughs) (laughs) the ability to shut your brain off
0: (laughs) like i met you Mm -hmm. maybe a year ago and you were now you're like just showing your work and having this experience you've kind of moved Mm. through the pain um your dreams are what fuel your work right now like you feel like a piece in your story or do you feel like you're still learning your story
1: well i will say it's it's life is always is learning but then uh, um mm-hmm. it's like mm, never end the yes. in the learning journey
2: jersey sound of the
3: back
0: fire truck no that's just jersey city <laughs> jersey city yeah this so. <laughs> actually a
3: little
2: a little meter maid <laughs> <laughs> oh the street street sweepers are street coming sweepers. let's take a break sweepers. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah we can we can pause yes. for a little second yeah yeah, yeah we'll,
3: we'll be right back post street
2: sweepers the, oh right back <laughs> <laughs>
0: Johnny (laughs) Um, Johnny so you're (laughs) so you're born in San Francisco
2: no no I was born in San Diego
0: you were born in San Diego okay San Diego
2: uh, California
3: Ooh, sunny California
2: do you surf yeah I do surf a bit and I surf they they have good surf in Taiwan as well sweet I know that's
3: sweet I love surfing
2: but I, I I was actually I was actually more more into uh I I mean I love body surfing and to me it's just like one of the things where you're completely in the in the in the in the one with the wave. Mm-hmm. But uh I ended up going to school up at Berkeley for my undergrad and then uh later studying for my MFA in UCLA so up and down the coast.
0: Amazing. Do you miss but California?
2: Still, uh, uh not really. California, what everybody else loves about California, I didn't love. They go, oh, it's 70, in L.A., it's 76 degrees and sunny today, like every single day. And to me, it just was, it didn't change enough.
3: Yeah, I think that's why I like seasons.
2: Same here, yeah. I never had a chance to experience them, so that when I came out here, I was like, this is awesome. I love it, you know, we get a season of fall, we have a... Sometimes a couple of
0: seasons in one day. <laughs> so in California, you traveled a bit, and then you fell in love with Taiwan, and that's kind of where your story took off. Wait, can I backtrack real quick? Yeah, ba- I'm sorry. Yeah, backtrack.
3: Um, I'd love to know more about the the tunnel systems in San Diego and kind of how that influenced, oh. influenced you and your work.
2: Yeah. Oh, wow. Let's see. Um, just a... Basically, a few blocks from where I lived, um, they had these giant drain pipes they built. Like in the 60s, I guess they, they, uh, they had some, some floods, or not in the 60s, I don't remember when it was, but they had some big floods, and so then in the 60s, they built these huge drain pipes so that whenever it rained again, they would be able to carry all the water down to the bay or to, down to the ocean instead of flooding the city. But then, you know, it never rained again for 50 years, so it was <laughs> big, beautiful, giant pipes. And uh, I wasn't supposed to go down there, so they became one of my biggest memories was exploring these, these tunnels, you know. And then I found out the side tunnels that you have to crawl through, um, they lead to other neighborhoods. And so I'd crawl through these things and then peek through, you know, where the manhole covers are, but they usually have a place where all the water pours down on the side. You
0: are a mutant ninja turtle. Yeah, and
2: so I would, I would peek through there and I'd say, oh my God, this is wild. This is like my neighbor's street or, you know, the next, the next street over and then I started realizing that all of these pipes were connected and they all flowed down to the ocean and all the neighborhoods were connected. And so that, as I went through my life, I'd go back home and there my big adventure for the day, and because I couldn't talk about it because I wasn't supposed to go down there, it became like my secret memory because I knew I'd get in trouble if I mm. said, hey, guess where I went today? It was exploring. We told you to stay away from there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it stuck with me until it started seeping into my dreams. Later I started skateboarding, and uh, you know, the, a, lot of the, a lot of the places we ended up uh, finding great places that had like uh, just beautiful places to skate, you know? and uh, so the pipes and the tunnels became a big part of my life. And as a teenager I started having weird dreams where I'm skating down these giant, giant tunnels and pipes, and I would get glimpses out of the side tunnels as I'm skating by and these glimpses are these magical colorful worlds and and I would always wake up thinking I'm going to go explore those worlds later and Hmm. I guess that was kind of the seed for travel for me which was like I I know there's another world out there. Hmm. Also
1: that you told me that because the pipes that feel like it's also mean connection because you see different neighbourhoods.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know? it, it, uh, it, th- basically the, the core of it was it did when I started realizing that it all was about connection because each of these pipes, the smaller pipes, led into the bigger pipes, which led to the ocean. So I started seeing the connection with all of my neighbourhood, the connection with all of the world. And then I started using the, the pipes in my artwork as a symbol of connection, like one day leading into the next, the people we meet, how everything affects everything. And it became kind of like the story of the, the invisible, like um, kind of you know, the, the invisible veins of the universe, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Totally.
3: Was there a point where you were traveling like exclusively through the tunnels? Like, did you ever stop like Using skating? Streets? Yeah, like skating <laughs> above ground, skating the sidewalks. Like is, were you ever just like totally traveling by tunnel at one point or no?
2: No, no, because they have too much, uh, too much mud and stuff in certain areas, you know, that gets stuck in the bottom or there's also some of the pipes are, you know, filled with, uh, uh, garbage that gets washed down. Alligators. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, but, but there were places that I I did, I did, uh, spend quite a bit of time and these were uh, most of my time exploring the tunnels was actually by myself, which was, uh, why they became even more intense, because I never never brought flashlights with me. I just happened to be in that part, and I was like, oh, i got to go through here today. And so that became half of the excitement of exploring something in the dark. And then you get through until you see the side tunnels where the light can come through. Oh, my God. There's all, really there's scary. There's long stretches.
3: I was so afraid really of the dark
2: scary.
0: as a kid. I'm still afraid of the dark. <laughs>
2: Me I went back several times to like check out these, I go, man, these pipes were massive. They're so huge. And then you realize I'm a lot taller now than I was when I was a kid. And so the tunnels are not as big as I remember them to be. <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. the sometimes, you know, your perspective, you know, as a kid, they became bigger and even in my dreams they became even bigger than that you know they were giant massive tunnels and like arteries of, uh, of life.
1: That's amazing. That was uh, so amazing that Johnny told me that because that later it's all connected Cause he, because when he went to Berkeley study the uh, anthropology. Yeah first yeah. I started
2: studying English literature and anthropology up there. Oh, wow. And uh, that was interesting because you know, I was able to
1: study culture
2: study stuff that I I I wanted to you know I was really excited about it and got to read a lot and then uh, I started thinking of the anthropology led me into travel I you know I didn't realize I didn't want to study culture I realized I wanted to be culture and that was what Mm. what was the big transformation that led me into art I was always drawing and always writing at the time and then uh, I just never, it never even crossed my mind that I could make a living as an artist. Mm-hmm. Because I've been...
1: Then we met. Then, then we met. <laughs> I, mean.
3: I was just curious what your kind of first creative outlet was. Like what gravitated you towards creativity? Like what was the first thing? And I guess this question is, is this can be for both of you.
2: Oh Well, that, I mean, My first creative outlet was probably writing. And uh, I used to like to write short stories. And then I got into music and used to play guitar. Well, I still play guitar, but uh, I realized I wasn't as passionate about music as I was about drawing. And drawing was, became, drawing for me became of a, I don't know what it is, kind of like a gift to myself, mm-hmm. because drawing is a very private thing you have your sketchbook you're not mm-hmm. sharing it with it's people true. and it's just me writing my ideas and my pictures and my doodles and coming together ideas that will later turn into paintings and then uh, it's very different from painting because painting is very open to the world so make a walk in the room and see your painting but a sketchbook is just filled with your your your. you can freely explore whatever you want and that to me is like the greatest, greatest joy is, is filling up sketchbooks and that's why when I met Orange you know I had been uh, traveling after I, after I left uh, LA after uh, animation I ended up uh, going to Europe and was, started painting some murals in uh, Czech Republic and then I ended up back in Asia I'd already spent about eight years in Asia or seven years I don't remember and then uh, I came back to Asia and ended up going back to Taiwan and that was when finally, because of the sketchbooks, I feel like I was always hiding my art from the world. I didn't want to share my art with people. And that has a lot to do with maybe too many times, you know, you compare yourself to other people and I didn't want to see people to see what I was doing. And in the same time, I feel myself. like
1: Johnny's more like, like he said, it's, he really mm-hmm. totally just pin for himself. Like literally we go everywhere. We just pin and draw and it's like our life mm-hmm. is like diary you know for me art is like that too so yeah, it's it really kind of is. very very personal so you never really think about oh it's a where to show where to try to sell or anything it's not even come to the mind i guess like so then you know we met and at that time i was you know i have stores oh, you know yeah, yeah. and then so i kind of just said, hey maybe it's time we can do something. It's kind of like, it's just perfect time because for him, is it finally he showed his art. And finally, I, in the, I telling myself it's time I can open myself totally. to this past.
2: And it was, yeah. it was frightening because she said, <laughs> yeah. she said, oh, let's open a gallery. And we opened exactly. a gallery in a store right next to her to my, jewelry, yeah, jewelry store. store yeah. So it was cool because then I could just go over, and, hey, how you doing? she come over <laughs> and then we'd like, let's do it together. Yeah, but it was frightening because because I have to. I've never shown my art to anybody, and now I'm going to make a living off of just art. And just to take that step was when you when you risk everything. It's a lot. It pushes you to move forward. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's a lot. But because you know, we had a lot of a lot of people that would just would come into our world
1: yeah I because
2: of that and our, our collectors is- in the beginning just just really are the, some of the most important collectors for us
0: yeah. i mean after all of the people yeah. i met at mana um which is where we met
1: yeah. Like, yeah. I,
0: well, I felt super comfortable in your studio mm-hmm. and i i don't know that many people in the building to be like totally honest but it was just this open <laughs> heart that like really welcomes you in with an open sense of like this is our world you know like come explore it with us come make it with us and I think you know your whole studio feels like that
3: as well. Thank you. Thank you yeah. Can I just ask an animation question? Sure sure. I'm wondering did uh, the animation degree allow you to fulfill any creative itches at all?
2: Oh you know animation was a very big big influence on me because uh so that you know the animation really opened up a lot for me and i the, the best thing that it did for me it was allowed me you know you're supposed to make three films when you go there and we had a really good program ucla animation department is just like the best and uh they basically like full full length no no or short, short films in animation there's no full length <laughs> stuff because uh it takes a long time and so i uh, it, it gave me a, a lot of uh, the ability to focus on exactly what I wanted to do. And so like one of the short films I made was Tunnels of the Mind and uh, this other one, uh, Your grandma I made this one. film about my grandma, you know, when my grandma died. And so I made this film, uh, the, the Well of Lost Souls. And it was cool because then I was able to uh, identify or like uh, address issues that were really close to my heart and I could make whatever I wanted. And then that, the funny thing is, in animation, you know, one of my professors was like, all right, everybody get up and tell what you want to do for your whole life, and that was when I stood up and told everybody I wanted to paint and travel. And that gave me the confidence, the, just going to, to UCL—that gave me the confidence to go, you know what, I, I want to just paint, I want to draw. And one day I was working this animation job with this friend of mine. And he says, listen, it's like, are you looking for another job when this one ends? And I go, oh, I'm not. Mm-hmm. And he goes, like, well, what do you want to do? I go, I just want to paint. I want to paint and travel. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, why don't you do that? And uh, I sold everything I had. I went back to Europe. And that's when I just started. Uh, I stayed there three months just sketching in, sketching in the hostels every day. I was stayed in Paris for a month and then two mm-hmm. months in Prague and then when I started painting a mural in Czech Republic and it's my first time painting a mural I was in this smoking room and it was just covered with this angry stuff and it's like fuck the world and all this and I was like I can't sit here the energy of it makes me feel horrible and so one day I went and got a bunch of paints and painted the room and when I painted the room that night stayed up all night painting it and the owner came and said who painted this? And I thought she they, they came and got me and said, The owner wants to talk to you. And I thought she was gonna yell at me and then uh, she goes, I've got five hostels, I want you to paint all of them. And uh <laughs> <laughs> so just that sentence to me gave me the confidence that I needed to read. that I realized that I, I was okay. I can I can move forward. Somebody wants to hire me to do work and mm-hmm. then I then I said oh this is great I went back to Taiwan and I just put all of my energy into my art and into my painting but it was mostly just to give myself the validity of like this is a good this is a good path you can be happy doing this it doesn't matter if you're making a living at it it's just it's just you're okay being you you're okay painting it's a you're good okay life doing this yeah. yeah and then when I met Orange I just she <laughs> she just she just makes things happen she's like the manifesting queen <laughs> and she just what happens is she thinks about something and she goes and has zero zero doubt that it will come true and just basically says meditation what she's what she's gonna do focuses on it and it becomes this picture in her head that she cannot stop from coming true as like anything she's tried has been successful and it's like. Unbelievable! It's just to me to be around this kind of energy has just changed my life for the better. I mean, Mm because I wasn't even showing my art to anybody when I met her, and then three months after meeting her, I'm a full time artist.
0: And with a gallery. (laughs) And that's
2: yeah, yeah, and that's what we did for a living. Orange,
3: how do you keep that? How do you keep doubt from entering into your mind? Like, how do you how do you combat it so well, or do you not?
1: Um oh. well, um, I, I don't know how my, my exactly work, but I think I'm from, I think Johnny sometimes said about me is like, I'm kind of like a very, when I want, um, wanted to do something, I almost have like one straight mind, <laughs> like yeah, just a straight, track mind yeah, each. track, like a really just the one, mind. Like, this is it. And I almost like once a if I didn't Didn't um, get on on that place. I will keep going around and around to say that almost
2: the one thing. Yeah, one
1: thing. Sometimes Johnny was okay. Stop. (laughs) 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 It's like oh, uh, orange so many times. I said okay, we're doing it. We're doing it. I said yeah. Then so I guess I don't know. It's something. Just something. I don't know. It's always from my perspective.
2: It's just like she completely will be absorbed in the thought of what she wants to do so much absorbed in the thought of making yeah. it happen that there's no space for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's no space. No space that's
2: beautiful. <laughs> she's so that's obsessed great. about like <laughs> making That's a it that's out. a
3: strong yeah. mind.
2: So to me it's, it blows me away.
0: No, yeah, that's incredible. <laughs>
2: Thank you. <laughs> but you know, I mean since you know since I met her she's just, you know, she when she was 25 she'd already had all these stores and yeah. her family she started selling her jewelry oh, on the street. On the street,
1: actually. I, I selling start well because when I selling actually my family was not happy with that. Because like I say, I follow what they wanted me to do. You know, I understand them though. They really don't want me to suffer. They wanted just me to go into the business and making okay money, all the stuff. Mm-hmm. So I did. But then after I finished, so um but I didn't go the path actually after I graduate. Mm-hmm. Um they want they wanted me going to bank, Ugh. you know, but then I didn't. So I said, "Oh, I I thought find something that kind of between because I feel like designing things still kind of making, creating an stuff, but also still yeah. building the business. Totally, you know, you know, kind of a com- you know compromising the way. And then so I started actually from on the street, mm. you know, and while I was still in the school actually." I said, right, so Like actually, I was uh, when I still studying. I, that I call standing box. Basically, was I buying this box and I put jewelry in in the box and then just on the side of the uh, street and then selling it. And ne- then like
2: next to somebody's store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, next to
1: somebody's <laughs> store, in between a store actually. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, and then, but then I was just doing very well, like just really well. And then so after one year. Or less than a year, I started to open a yeah. store, and then so end up I have four stores. amazing. You see, I'm helping myself to build, but that's also allowed me to have my the money to let me travel, and then also let me to study. Yeah, even your money, how, your freedom. Yeah, and then I, I made that money. Actually, I traveled to uh, back to Florence. I study oil painting, sculpture, etching, and wax wax sculpt, uh, sculpting enamel things in mm. influence uh, with the master and then also you know back to tokyo so basically it's a, then kind of like a, oh i'm not depends on others i'm basically just making the way step by step and i'm making this money and finally get to the one point as i'm going to just do
2: art for art full time, for time. Yeah. she took all of her savings and just yeah. uh basically it was I built
1: from nothing. She built it like from that.
2: nothing, and yeah. then said, "That's when we took the road trip to the U.S. I think." Yeah, too.
1: in the beginning, actually, when we came to USA, we were, took like four months. I bought a van, and then we basically just travel in the van, like I think three times around the USA, <laughs> 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 and then just go like you know travel and then just go go oh, to okay. museums, sketching whole day, and then do all the stuff, and then. First or, year was, it was quite
2: a hippie life, but it yeah, was, very it was, hippie life. It was really fun because we were just getting just into paint. like just drawing, mostly drawing, and some painting. Yeah, and it was just fun because we're trying to fill up our our worlds. And then we decided to stay.
1: That time when I decided to sell stuff to come to USA, that was the first time I came to USA so I'm not even know anything about this place I'm not even know if I can we didn't or, know the arts I don't have any it. connection mm-hmm. you know I'm not study here or something so I'm just kind of like land here <laughs> so um, yeah you're just sh-
0: an open book
1: yeah um, at what point did you
0: start having expectations for your career like at what point were you like I need to make a certain amount of money or mm-hmm. needed to you know or just have I don't know uh, did you give yourself expectations or do you allow the experiences to have their own presence kind of?
2: Well, they've...
1: Because it's a fine line between the following most, I your feel heart like, and also yeah. playing the game. I think this is kind of a growth. I, I, I would say it's more organic.
2: Yeah, well, it's, it's it's, very it's, organic. in the beginning it's mostly just been survival. Yeah. yeah. And then...
1: Uh, when you pass the line not about the cost of the surviving the financial thing then not about to work on something a series a bigger work and a, a, a idea more complete and it gives you
0: more freedom to actually like
1: not worry about surviving it <laughs> exactly, gives you more freedom
0: exactly just to work
3: last yes. question for john yes oh definitely so i had read um that someone compared you uh they said that you're the Dr. Seuss for the soul. And I was wondering how that makes you feel.
2: Oh, that, to me, that was, uh, that made me feel really good because I felt like when when people understand my uh, my art and what I do, because uh, my art has changed a lot through the years and I use a lot of words in my art that are positive and about transformation, mm-hmm. about personal growth. And so the things that I do, are all about kind of like creating a roadmap for for actually for myself you know because when I'm surrounded by these words and these symbols and these images that are about kind of uh growing towards your dreams and making things happen and becoming the most uh the best you can be I'm programming myself to do that and so when other people can see what it is I'm doing and I don't have to explain it but they say something like that it, it felt like such a gift to me of of somebody understanding me. And I think that's what we're all trying to get, is trying to like go, hey, can you see who I really am? Can you understand what I'm about? And to me, that made me feel like I was aligned with the world. And
1: yeah. That's really the most beautiful thing, when the person, the collector, really actually see and understand, like connect so deep with yeah. your painting. You
2: know? No, it's just it's just nice. It's like yeah. it's it's like when you're a kid, you know, you're seeking some approval from people just to know that you're okay, you know. Mm-hmm. And then as you get to be an adult, you know, you you're, you're pushing yourself further and harder and trying to get still get some acceptance from the world that you're you know you're contributing, you're doing something good, and it takes a long time to heal from the past and uh, to grow from it. And once you do. You, sometimes you don't even notice your own, your own uh, flowers that are coming out of you. you know, in fact, it's funny because when I was in uh, uh, UCLA, uh, this friend of mine made this, this, this uh, short film. And it was kind of funny because he had mm. me dress up in this suit of flowers. I'm covered mm. with flowers. And there's this thing about a person who didn't realize, like, a person who couldn't see their own beauty, mm. basically. And then, uh, but the world could see it, but they couldn't see it. So it was kind of kind of fun. I don't know. That didn't have anything to do with this. But, uh, no,
1: but it was sweet. Kind of yeah, like a, yeah. It totally makes sense. Yeah, it's like finally we searching. Well, in a way, I feel like for me, it's like also it's like we keep searching the approval, but until we finally to see our own beauty, we actually is the person
2: can approve, our
1: can approve yeah. ourselves.
0: Yeah. Totally. You guys are such a little dream.
1: <laughs> you know yeah. <laughs> it's hey, been it's thanks, been so nice chatting you, it really has thank you so much and then uh, it's I, I really enjoy I really enjoy the talk yeah like, me too today me too. Kind of, I mean I was a little bit surprised we're actually going very kind of deep <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I like it that's good and I'm very comfortable so yeah thank you <laughs> All right, babies, I'll let you
0: go. Thank you. All right, well, you
2: guys have an awesome day. Thank you so much. Yeah,
0: hopefully we can have some, like, tea or something when the world goes back to normal. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: That would be good.
2: That would be great. Nice to meet all of you as well.
1: Thank you, thank you.
3: Bye.